up, everybody, and welcome to the Proper Tools Podcast, the only podcast where we can listen to a couple of tools just sitting around and talking shop. I'm Jake. I tell dad jokes, but I have no kids. Does that make me a faux pas? And I'm joined by Sean, who's a real pa. Welcome, everyone, to episode 16. Now, Proper Tools is old enough to drive you to boredom. So, Jake, speaking of driving, let's just jump right into a topic here. Is right. CNC, CNC and laser, is that cheating? Um, Cheating at what? I guess. Um, Someone asks you to cut a square piece of wood with a hand tool and you throw it on a CNC. Is that cheating? No. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, That's just good business practice. I'll say. Right? I mean, you you paid for the tool. You got to use it. You can burn that uh, that rectangle out a lot faster, that side of the box. Cut all kinds of joints, so... No, I don't think it's cheating. I think it'd be cheating if you said it was, uh, you know, handmade. Maybe not. I don't know. <laughs> I hate that when people say something's handmade because what does that mean? What do you I, think? Uh, you have no. a CNC machine. I do. Um, I don't like the word cheating because that makes it sound like there's supposed to be some, you know, hard and fast rules implied, which I don't think there are. Um, so I... I do a lot of boxes for um, a repeat customer of mine. Right. And as you know, as you've made fun of me before for cutting out rectangles on the CNC. (laughs) Like you'll send me a picture and he's got like a board or maybe even a couple boards kind of laminated together and they're on the CNC machine and he literally cuts out like a rectangle. (laughs) Uh, He has a, a saw. I do. And now he's in the saw stop cult. So, yeah, I don't know. I just always thought that was hilarious. But I mean, <laughs> I can see the value. It's just hilarious. <laughs> well, I started doing that because those I was doing um, box joints on the end. And I don't I, don't, I can't remember why I, I started cutting them. I think just because I thought, you know, I'm already drawing them up digitally. It's just as easy to convert that to cutting paths and just cut them out. Mm-hmm. Um but I've since uh, switched to miter joints and, you know, I'm going to be at the table saw anyways. So, you know, the, the funny thing about CNC is that it's not faster unless you're doing a lot of repeat runs because, it, you know, the, the time it takes me just to screw the board down to the, the waste board right. and get it everything zeroed out, I could have been done already cutting out, you know, four sides to a box. Right. So... <clears throat> But I, I do still use it for the lid because it's got a big rabbit around it. Uh-huh. Um, and it's that actually does take way longer than if I did the rabbits on the table saw. But I've already got it in place to do the engraving on it. And while it's there, I just have it cut in a rabbit around the outside edge. Right. And then cut the, the whole thing out. It also guarantees everything's perfectly centered because the same machine is doing the logo engraving and the outline of the box. Right, all the operations. And it's probably not really that much more waste because, you know, you're still, if you were to cut that on a table saw, you'd still have waste that's lost just from trimming the, the piece down to size. And so cutting it on the CNC looks like looks more wasteful to me. That's what made me laugh when I saw it. But I mean, realistically, that board was only big enough for one panel anyways. Right. It's not like you're going to yeah. make anything with the other piece. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, there's a little bit of waste because you need room to either clamp it or I've been uh, screwing things down a lot to the the waste board. Um, 
clamps or the little uh, T-track clamps, those things uh-huh. stick up pretty far and you don't want to smash into one of those with your uh, end mill. Right. Yeah. That's always a bummer because uh, they don't cut as well. <laughs> they don't. Yeah. The screw doesn't cut very cleanly. No, no. It's always a bummer to find those when you're cutting through something. So didn't you so, tell me a, uh, some, a cabinet maker, you know, or something yeah. that they don't even use their table saws anymore? Yeah. So um, a few years ago now, uh, we renovated our kitchen, total ground up remodel, you know, ripped out the floors, walls, tears, blood, more tears, <laughs> you know, the whole nine yards. And in that process, I had to find cabinets because um, believe it or not, I wasn't interested in making them myself. Um, I did. <laughs> I did toy with the idea of building them myself, but uh, my wife was like, no, you just you're not allowed to. So I was looking around for a place to buy cabinets and I thought it might be cool to buy them locally. And so I visited a few cabinet shops, but one of them, um, this guy, he had a huge CNC machine that, uh, you know, fit the full four by eight sheet of plywood on it. And it would actually um, grab like a new sheet and put the sheet onto the CNC machine. And then it would use a, like a vacuum chamber or a vacuum table to hold down the sheet. And then it would cut it. And it had a tool changer so it could switch out a variety of different tools, you know, mills, drills, all that stuff. And then it had an automatic part unloader. So then it would kind of lift up these little things and basically roll that uh, sheet of plywood and all the pieces off the end into like a pile. (laughs) So all that uh, the operator had to do is keep an eye on it. And when it got uh, about the time when it was going to end the job, he just hung out at the the end of the CNC machine. And as it rolled off all that scrap and the good stuff, he'd kind of like be grabbing it and throwing it out of the way and sorting it really quick. And then the machine would grab the next piece and pull it on, suck it down and go right back to work. So... (laughs) They'd feed it like a whole like pallet of four by eight sheets and it would just do its thing. That's it was awesome. super cool. And he had two of the the big commercial saw stops. I don't know. Those are like three horsepowers. Mm-hmm. I can try to remember what their big one is. But yeah, like two of those. And he's like, yeah, we we pretty much never use them unless it's like an oddball piece that we need to trim real quick. Like they just don't get used because... They just cut everything on there and yeah, that worked pretty good. And so he just have his operators working on other stuff like gluing up frames or, or putting boxes together. And then I, I don't know if they had a bell or a light or something would tell them that the CNC was about done. So they'd run over <laughs> there and clear it off and it load itself and get to work. Did you ask him if you could have one of his saw stops? <laughs> uh, no, I should have though. I bet he would have just given it to me. <laughs> probably <laughs> i that that place was it was wild because he had a, even ordered a robotic um painting booth so it had like he put the the door pan i think it did door mainly just door panels and this conveyor belt that would roll through and it'd have these paint guns that shoot paint under the the, the door panels and drawer fronts and then they come off and they'd they get racked onto these racks and they do it all automatically. <laughs> this guy was like, had it dialed in. Man, he just doesn't want people working for him, does he? No, no. And, and he still, so we paid probably a quarter 
for our cabinets um, than what he was charging. One quarter? One quarter. That's right. impressive. Right? It's amazing. Yeah, and I had to call him back and be like, that dollar for those cabinets is ridiculous. <laughs> um, yeah, no, he was he, like, his starting price for his cabinets for our kitchen would have been like 30 to 40 grand. Oh my goodness. <laughs> it, was, it was incredible. I was, like walked in there and thought it was super cool. Talked to him for like a long time. And then he gave me the quote and I was like, thanks. I'll probably never see you again. <laughs> <laughs> He's got to pay off those cell stops. Yeah. For that much money, I, I think I will have to build these myself. <laughs> <clears throat> yeah. No, that's, uh, I think, uh, CNC's and lasers are you know, pretty just incredible tools and they're certainly, certainly not cheating. Um, but sort of a segue the reason why this sort of came up, so I was recently part of this uh, gift box exchange where a bunch of woodworkers from this uh, Facebook group that I'm on, Woodworking YouTubers. Actually, Sean's on there too. I am. Um, but he didn't join the 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 box building thing because- Bah humbug. He's a Grinch. And uh, so, so everyone built this box and we shipped the boxes to each other and we all made videos, kind of point the videos at each other and, and so on. Uh, I'll put a link to the playlist in the description, of course. But uh, one of the guys has this awesome CNC machine and he kind of mentioned in his video that he knew a lot of people thought CNC was cheating. But the box he made was super cool. He like did this logo for the... Um, the woodworker that he shipped his box to and it had like multiple inlays in it and it was just it was super cool so long story short uh cnc isn't cheating you can make some amazing stuff that would just be incredibly difficult to make by hand i can't even imagine including a square piece of wood including a square piece of wood so yeah i liked your video that uh that box came out pretty nice thank you yeah, that, uh, I'm really happy with how it turned out, actually. Um, I was just trying to think of something fun to put together for that that project that I, I signed up for and was like, yeah, this will be fun. And then I was like, oh, wow, this is <laughs> this is a lot of work. <laughs> and then it was fun, and then it was a lot of work, and then it was fun. But uh, yeah, it all worked out. And um, I built this gift box out of zebra wood and cherry, and then I painted it. <laughs> so... Definitely go check that video out. Uh, you're really going to like it. Um, you know, zebra wood paints up really well. It's amazing. <laughs> that, that shade of blue was really nice. It, yeah. Like Christmas blue. Christmas blue. Yep. It was perfect. Um, but the box was like a kind of a matchbox design. So it was just a sleeve with a drawer on the inside that slid in and out. And yeah, really happy with how that turned out. I was really impressed. And so, uh, yeah. And so... Um, yeah, I shipped that off actually to the CNC guy. And then um, the box I got was, I mean, they were all amazing. All the boxes that everyone made and sent to each other were, were pretty cool. But um, the box I got was was super cool. It's like a, looks like a pedestal for a trophy. And that's kind of what he, what he told me. He was imagining you'd have this box and you'd put a trophy on it. And it's like, well, I, I, ne I never won a trophy before. So I'll have to make myself a trophy. <laughs> In this day and age, you've never won a trophy? Believe it or not, as um, a millennial, I'm trying to think of a trophy that I ever won. I mean, I got some plaques. <laughs> well, got a we'll medal, count that. A ribbon. I just, I don't think I, I don't think I got a trophy ever. Oh man, I may have to send you one. 
Because <laughs> you have so many overachiever <laughs> over there with all his trophies. He's like, oh, you can have one of my trophies. Don't worry. No, I I just cut him out on my CNC and then <laughs> engraved my name on it real pretty. Right. And then sent it to Jake. Here's <laughs> a trophy for Jake with Sean's name on it. I'll I'll cross it out with a Sharpie and put Jake on there. Right. And cross out the first place, right? Second. Place. <laughs> right place. It'll just say right place. Right place. Oh, that's yep. good. That's good. That's good. <laughs> what about you, man? Been building anything cool lately? So speaking of giving gifts and making gifts, yes. So I'm uh, still working on my uh, wife's birthday present. Um, her her birthday was seven days ago, and uh, we're we're getting close. Well, that means close. you have plenty of time. You're like early oh, now. Oh, man. <clears throat> yeah, I know. Birthdays <laughs> in December are terrible, and we've got two in our family. Oh, man. Yeah. Um, I was building a uh, a photo box for um, my photographer customer, and I was down to literally the last step before lacquer, and which is the engraving on the top of the box, top of the lid. Uh-huh. And... I accidentally set it too deep. And so it's just engraving away. And I'm like, why does it say it's going to take 15 minutes? It's never take 15 minutes. And so I glance <laughs> over at it and it like the font, the nice, pretty scripty family name. It uh, looked like it was, it was bold. It looked like it was in bold font. And I'm like, that's uh, not right. <laughs> Cause it just kept going deeper and deeper and deeper and running the same path. And uh-huh. uh, so frustrating. So, and of course it was on the weekend when I couldn't get, new, you know, extra wood. Cause I, I never buy extra wood. I'm, I'm so confident I get just enough for the project. So, well, yeah, you know, the old saying is, uh, buy just enough wood cut once. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's right. Which is exactly what I did. I just cut once too deep. Yeah. Um, so that sent me back a few days, which set my wife's gift back a few days and, you know, but anyways, it's pretty cool. It's a, uh, I'm doing a Christmas ornament. Um, so I've laminated up some ebony, maple, and walnut. Okay. Um, the ebony is about a quarter inch, and then the maple and walnut are on top, just real thin veneer stock. Uh, so okay. I'm going to do an engraving on it. It's basically, imagine like a, like a three-color image. So right. based on what I remove and how deep I remove will reveal you know the three different colors. Ah, that's cool. Um, and we've uh, did a couple of really good trips this year to uh, a bunch of national parks. So it's basically going to be the National Park Service logo, but it'll say like our family name 2021 instead of National Park Service. Mm. And then on the back, I'm doing like all the parks that we went to and cool different fonts and stuff. So yeah, <clears throat> it's kind of an arrowhead shape logo the the national park service logo um it's real simple 2d you know so i thought that could uh that would engrave up pretty nice so so that's what i'm working on and i i have a nice teeny tiny engraving bit (laughs) and how many uh well one of this size good i you you know if you get two the first one will break so oh of course yeah just start with one Uh, i mean one is all i need so Of course, I only got one. Yeah, why would you get more? Because they'll just break and cost more money. So, so we were. This, the, here's the one part of CNC that 
is a learning curve kind of. Um, so because the, that engraving bit is so tiny that the tip is literally like half a millimeter, it, it's super sharp. But if you're going to engrave something like, let's say the size of a dime, that's going to be dozens, maybe even over a hundred passes uh-huh. just to do that little circle. Right. So to engrave this logo, some of the, like a single cutting path is going to be close to three hours. So <laughs> I'm trying to like manually do like a, a two tool pass. I don't know what, what else you'd call it. So basically a roughing pass and a finishing pass, except it's slightly different. Right. I'm rough out most of it with a bigger bit, like an eighth inch bit, uh-huh. and then get the remainder with the engraving bit. Right. Um, so, but that has taken, trying to figure that out, it's taken way longer than if I would just <laughs> let the little bit do it. So. Yeah. Does, does your CNC machine have the ability to, to like restart if you pause it for one reason or another? It does. There's a pause and then there's a, a full stop option. Right. And if you do the full stop, then it will lose its place. Um, n- not necessarily. It'll lose its place in the program. Yes. But you don't have to re-zero it. It'll, it'll remember oh. where zero is. Okay. All right. That's good. Yeah. That's good. Because I've had times where I've had to pause and I don't remember why. Um, it basically just pulls the cutter head straight up. Right. And then you can restart it and it'll pick up where it left off. That's good. That's good. Yeah. <laughs> You're brave. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Maybe uh, just 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 make sure that your uh, tooling guy is available that weekend, just in case you got to talk about the game or something. You know, the game. Sure. Sure. Yeah. 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 Well, we'll I see mean, how this will turn out because this it's two sided and it's asymmetrical, so. You know, I can't just flip it, right? <laughs> and press go. It's oh, a little man. more complicated than that. Yeah, yeah, that'll wreck your brain trying to figure out how to do that. Yeah, because I not just get the zero back right, but it can't be rotated at all, counterclockwise or the other way, even mm-hmm. just a little bit, because then it's not all going to line up. So right. So I'm hoping for the best. We'll see what happens. Yeah. Yeah, that will be a fun challenge, is <laughs> for sure. <laughs> yeah, someday I'd like to get a CNC. Um, for now, though, I just have, uh, I got a new router. This is a, yeah. a regular router. Um, it's pretty smart, though. It If you tell it what type of material that you're using, what shape bit, and approximately the size of the bit, it will... <laughs> It will calculate <laughs> mm. uh, how fast the spindle should go. And by calculate, I mean... Look up. Look up a table <laughs> <laughs> inside of its little tiny computer brain mm. that was designed, obviously, 20-something years ago and repackaged as a brand new tool. But um, yeah, I got that new, the new skill router. The, it comes with the plunge and the fixed base. I, I've been seeing it around for a while, and my friend got one and really liked it, and been in the market for a router so i finally decided to bite the bullet and give it a shot and seems like a router i i I don't know just one of those things where it seems good enough i will find out where where the skill part comes in is it the kind that has all the ethernet ports on the back and the two antenna yeah okay do you just keep it in your closet up high Mm -hmm. okay yeah 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 i can actually (laughs) 
This uh, reminds me of um, uh, a long time ago. My brother used to write these Instructables. Do you remember Instructables? <laughs> I don't know if we've talked about Instructables on this show or not. But is it still a thing? It's yeah. It it still is. Believe it or not, Instructables is still a thing. But my brother used to write these. It's probably been twelve or fifteen years now since he wrote these. And he had one, and um, it has like 20 million views or something. And it was how to fix uh, your iPod touch not connecting to the internet or something like that. I can't remember. Very, very specific. And it's this whole Instructables detailed, like, you know, first you have to make sure you have the iPod. Which iPod do you have? Does it have this feature? Go to settings. Open up settings. Now go to your router. Your router looks like this. Go to the back of the router. You'll notice there's a cord plugged into it. It has a round end on it. Remove that. Wait, like 15 seconds. Plug it back in. Your iPod should be fixed now. <laughs> like, just totally like just resetting the router. That's it. Just reset the router and that fixes iPod. But that clearly 10 million people were disappointed because they were thought their iPod was broken and all they learned is how to unplug a router and plug it back in. Well, sometimes you just have to do that just, just for traffic. <clears throat> That's have how you my, seen uh, uh, the IT crowd? Yes. Yeah. It's been a while, but yeah. That show is hilarious. <laughs> so one of my videos is kind of like your brother's Instructables article there. Uh, it's, I basically tell the story of getting my, my channel monetized because it was... Uh-huh busted for so long you know you know the story it basically ends with uh, somebody i don't want to name names because i don't want people hounding this guy for help <laughs> but anyway someone we both know was very uh-huh. gracious to help me out and and who was already monetized um which gets you into a certain level of support with youtube it's mm-hmm. it's not much better than just you know tossing a post-it note into the ocean but it worked yeah, on um, the scale of no support to support, it's at the the space in between the no <laughs> and the ant. Right. <laughs> uh, so anyways, I keep <clears throat> I may just have to turn the comments off because I keep getting people asking, like, oh what what was the email for, for YouTube support? And hey, can we get on can we get on chat real quick and you help me out? And I'm like, uh-huh. oh man, this this I don't know if this is what I want. <laughs> I just I just favorite them and move on. Or tap the love button and Oh yeah. That's, that's awesome. It. And they're like, Oh, he saw it. And they're sitting there waiting to see like is he gonna comment the answer? No no. <laughs> what what what's taking so long? Thanks for watching and commenting. Right. Did you I sent uh I got a comment the other day. I feel like I'm starting to get slightly more mean comments um that's good which is good it makes me feel like i'm finally getting my videos out there and i got one the other day on my uh, skill router overview unboxing video thing and the guy was like won't watch because because i know that skill tools sucks and i know it's a piece of garbage or something (laughs) along those lines and so i just wrote like thanks for commenting like you got a thumbs up i gave him a thumbs up and a heart and i just said thanks for commenting and um i just thought that was people are crazy man people are crazy you need to you need to ask engaging questions 
I, that's what I try to do. And, and I have one guy write back a small novel. <laughs> <laughs> he had already said whatever I was doing. I think it was my pocket hole dowel jig video. And he said something like, this is, um, this is outside the boundaries of traditional woodworking or, or something, something really uppity. And I'm like, what do you, what do you mean? What, what are the traditional rules of woodworking? And he just goes on and on and on. And he's like, well, since you ask and then just unloads. <laughs> so I'm like, this is great. This is great engagement. Keep it up. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah. I had a guy, he wrote, um, um, trying to, how did he say that? He basically just said that, he was going to unsubscribe immediately because I had music that was too loud in my video. <laughs> and I just felt like engaging. So I was like, what did I say? I said something like, oh, that's really interesting, but, um, you know, glad to see you go. And glad to see you go. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I said something a little, a little cheeky like that. But then he responded and he was like, complain complain more about the whole music thing he's like i don't understand why you got you woodworkers you know always put this music in there and it goes from you talking quietly to really loud music and i try i watch your videos on my tv at nighttime when my baby is sleeping right next to the tv and it wakes her up every time <laughs> and i was like i'm you know really sorry to hear that i listened to my video about 489 times so i don't know what to tell you <laughs> I, I try to do, try to keep it dialed in. And then he responds, he goes, I've just been messing with you. I really like your videos. Are you serious? <laughs> yeah. I was like, you know what? Forget you, man. Oh my god. I mean, like it didn't really bother me at all. It, it actually bothered me more that, that some of these trolls are being so trollish and they're just truly messing with you. They're just trying to get a rise out of you. <laughs> so you would rather have an honest troll? I'd rather have an honest troll. I mean, at least they're like, well, at least I, I want you to feel sad, you know, <laughs> like, and I don't care about you. I want you to be disappointed by my video. Right. And the the fake troll is just messing with you. And you're like, well, now I'm super sad because this guy's being mean to me on the Internet. <laughs> <laughs> well, speaking uh, of audio levels, there, I've listened to a few other podcasts now and then. And I got to say, I, I think you're doing a great job with getting our audio levels right. Because when I play back hours, I, everyone sounds like we're at the same level. And there's others. Man, I listened to one the other day. It's not one I normally follow. It's someone I know was on it. And I'm like, oh, let me check this out. Check out an episode. And it had a little video teaser on, on LinkedIn. That's how I okay. stumbled upon this thing. And it's two guys sitting at a, at a table. And I can tell they're, they're both kind of leaned back real casual. Uh, with the boom mic on the table. Uh -huh. That's how the, the picture looks. So I'm listening to it in my car and I can tell that their voices are are kind of low. But then when they laugh, it was like deafening in my car. And I know uh, what's happening is, is they're leaning back and when they laugh, they kind of like sit up and lean in and like get right in the mic. mic. Yeah. Yeah. Oh man, it was awful. And I'm, I'm like, man, this is, this just feels so amateurish when it's like that. Yeah. I don't understand that because... I don't really do much. I don't do much to the audio. I kind of got this process pretty much dialed in now where I made a macro <laughs> in, in Audacity, and I just click that now. And if I see anything weird, I might go clear out some stuff and rerun it. But all it does is it normalizes, which is to drive like all the peaks to a similar level. 
and then it compresses. So it tries to lower the peaks to the the highest peaks to the the next highest peaks, I guess, and then picks it back up. That's really all that my macro does. Doesn't do anything. And yeah, I think it sounds pretty good. But other other places don't do that. I guess they run something else or nothing. I'm not really trying. I think yeah, I think nothing. Um, I don't even do EQ. I don't. I tried to figure out equalizer, and I felt like it'd get better, and then I'd like turn my head, <laughs> and it would sound terrible. And I don't, I don't know. So I, I gave up on equalizer. It is well, what it is. I, I think our voices are kind of have all perfect pitch and everything already. Anyways, that must be the the problem per se. Is mm. <laughs> is that we're already perfect, and so I was trying to adjust the equalizer to find well, what is better than this? Nothing. So everything just sounds worse, and and in, instead of making it better, I just feel like I'm not good at equalizer. Um, last episode, you'd asked what the next tool purchase might be. Oh yeah, and I remember I said I, I really need to do some shop organization before anything. Mm-hmm. Um, but I was actually thinking about uh, dust collection because I'm still rocking the old uh, shop vac with a. Uh, dust deputy on top yeah um which is is way way better than nothing don't get me wrong but um you have a proper dust collector right i do i have the shop fox single stage dust collector i don't know what model w do you have a uh a filter thing as well like for the oh yeah yeah. air yeah i got rid of the bag Oh, no. I mean, like the the air purifier type thing. Oh, no, no. So, OK, because I, I feel like I'm kind of thinking that should be my next thing before a, uh, a regular dust collector, because um, I, it, you know, it's it's funny. I Like all I have, which actually works pretty well, is just a box fan with the, the filter stuck in front of it. Uh huh. And I used to have that and then it got really dirty. And so I threw away the filter. Oh, you just got to turn the filter around. And then it sucks it all through the fan. (laughs) You're right. That's where I went wrong. You know, that's why my my filters don't last very long. Everyone says they should last two years. I only last like three months or something. (laughs) You just got to keep flipping them around. That's right. It's got two sides. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, no, I threw it away and then realized I didn't have another one. And then like a year went by and I never bought more and I don't know. Well, I got um, seduced by Izzy Swan's advertiser. Uh, what's it called? Filter by. So everything is subscription these days. So including our air filters, they just show up at the door. <laughs> nice. So um, I think I looked at that. What I ended up doing for us is I bought a pack of like 20 <laughs> on Amazon <laughs> for our, our furnace. And, um, that, that was years ago. <laughs> that was so long ago. Cause we have the nest thermostat and the nest thermostat. I don't really know how it works, but it decides when you need to change the filter. And it's not every, I don't know what they say on the, the filters, like 60 days or 90 days or something. Um, or every month. I don't know mm-hmm. what, whatever it is they say, it's not that. So, and we have our furnace turned down pretty low, um, which probably helps, but yeah, it, it just, it tells us and, and I swap it out and I, I don't know when I bought those things is forever ago. So they're just hanging out next to the furnace and yeah, I don't know. 
that's my story. I, I didn't have anywhere else to go with that. But okay, I looked at subscription, but I was going to do the subscription when the box ran out. That was, I think that's where I was going. And I still have like 10. <laughs> well, ours are kind of hard to find. They're, they're the thick ones, which I like. Uh-huh. They're, they're 24 by 24, but they're like the two inch thick ones, um, which is cool. I, you know, I love that they've got the, 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 I mean, ultimately that means more surface area for the filter. Um, but you can't really just get those at, well, you can get them at Lowe's, but they're very expensive. So mm-hmm. <clears throat> filter bias. Yeah, I have the one inch ones. I think the, yeah, the one inch, the super thin ones and the slot that, that goes into it. My furnace was clearly cut with like a pocket knife. <laughs> it's, it's super jagged and sharp and you can't actually like, you can't slide the filter in. You have to like tilt it and put it in and it starts cutting the, the cardboard so you gotta like squeeze it to get it over the sharp part and it's it's pretty bad oh yeah old houses and someone that was in a great hurry to get that thing finished oh man i mean i know everyone who has an old house has good stories about the previous owner that they never met but man this guy was awesome and by awesome i mean he shouldn't work on houses (laughs) so here in florida with the tremendous real estate boom that it, that we just live in it never really stops uh-huh. uh there is a ton of people who are actually building houses who really shouldn't be building houses uh-huh. <laughs> there is so many so much dumb stuff that happens and like i've seen where you know the the um filter slides into the bottom of the air handler mm-hmm. and like the the copper freon tubing or the drain pipe is like installed in front of that so basically, they lock in the original filter, and you can never change it because there's plumbing in the way, <laughs> yeah. and just stupid stuff like that. It's like, how do you, how did you, how did you get this job? Like, did did yeah. they, did they look over your shoulder at any point when you were doing your first install? <laughs> <laughs> so this house doesn't have anything like that. More so. I went to remove a door, one of the bedroom doors, actually all the bedroom doors because we were painting and I thought that would be easier and that was dumb. But um, I removed all the doors and all the hinges, those, you know, the door hinges have like three screws per side of the hinge. And of the three doors, four doors that I removed, I swear not a single screw was the same. (laughs) Like they were different lengths, like gate or number uh, what do you call them gauges whatever different size screws um flat heads phillips heads there was a like a star head thing in there like a torx it was just <laughs> out of control this guy was just like i need some screws what do i got in my pocket and he used those <laughs> that's resourceful <laughs> yeah it's crazy you can and you can see around the house projects that he was interested in doing because he was actually a a woodworker i talked to my neighbor he had um you know he had everything he'd he built everything so he had table saws band saws he had a whole giant dust collector thing and piping and all that stuff and so he'll come across some stuff uh and it'll be like dovetailed and really nice and then the next thing it was like clearly he didn't want to do it but he had to do it and he so he didn't do it and his wife was like, no, you have to do it right now. And so then he would build a vanity for the other bathroom out of scrap wood and like a hundred nails. <laughs> like 
just hacked together and then he made like a nice drawer front and door put it on the front to make it look nice but inside is like disaster a nightmare disaster thing it's like <laughs> this guy the guy who built this built those dovetailed things upstairs it's just amazing <laughs> <laughs> so he definitely worked on what he appreciated i guess apparently so oh i've got another troll story for you okay uh actually you can um you can enjoy this one too you can you can partake so uh, make sure you follow Woodpecker's Tools on okay. Instagram because every time they they promote any any tool, first they they put the price in a description. They they're not trying to hide their high prices, right? But there's always multiple people who will comment on the post and be like, "Oh, and it only costs two thousand uh-huh. dollars." And every single time, whoever's managing their Instagram, they <laughs> they're on it. But it's just their copy paste reply, like, uh, no, it's sixty nine ninety nine, and then another person, oh, that must be twelve hundred dollars. No, it's sixty nine ninety nine. <laughs> another person, it's five hundred bucks, isn't it? No, six ninety nine ninety nine. <laughs> uh, that's got to be so frustrating for them. I know. <clears throat> you know, yeah. I mean, they're they're expensive tools, but people get carried away with. Like, oh, they're expensive, so they must be, like, insanely priced. It's like, no, I mean, a nice square is $20. A woodpecker's one is $40, $50. Like, it's more, but it's not like you're going to starve, you know? (laughs) (laughs) Like, you don't have to sell your house. Yeah. Yeah. Unless you buy their uh, router sled thing. You put the router on and mill slabs with it. Yeah, that stuff gets expensive. That thing is incredible. Mm-hmm. That well, that's probably actually two thousand dollars. <laughs> they have two, which are really similar, and it's really weird. Hmm. Like I don't know how they differ. Oh, they're a bird. Interesting. A woodpecker? Yeah, I didn't know that. Really? Well, anyways, we'll uh, we'll talk more about the woodpecker's tools at other time. Um, let's dive into our uh, tools of the week. Uh, what do you got, Sean? So I have a new channel I want to recommend. This guy's name is Blake Pisey. And I found him on actually on our Facebook group. This guy, he currently has 429 subscribers, and he should have about 429,000. Um, he's His production quality and everything is really good. Like, I started looking at his stuff, and I'm like, why is he only have this few subscribers because <laughs> um, he's, he's really good. Um, yeah. Whenever I do my channel recommendation video, he's definitely going to be on the list, um, but he's got some cool projects. He's like documented his whole basement shop um, build um, that he did. And um, he's just really good on camera and everything. I think he's in uh, Canada. Okay. Yeah. He, um, he comments on my stuff and to be honest, I don't, I haven't made it over here yet. I'm looking at his videos and none of them look familiar. So sorry, yeah, Blake. Thank you for commenting on my stuff. Sorry that I ignored you, but I subscribed. So I'll check out your stuff now. <laughs> <laughs> Whenever I see someone that comments on my stuff that has like more than like one subscriber, I usually go check them out. So oh, me too. I'm looking at his thumbnails. And I'm like, well, why didn't I? I would have subscribed to this. So, oh, well, what do you got? Well, I'm a famous YouTuber now, so sometimes I uh, 
I don't just don't have time to look at everyone's channels. <laughs> All right. So this one is a little bit old at this point and even older when this podcast comes out, but it's amazing. Peter Brown, this guy who does a lot of wood turnings and resin stuff on YouTube. Uh, if you don't know him, you should. He did a can you cast a whole pizza in resin? <laughs> and he went and he bought a pizza from the, the pizza place, like a good pizza, and took it home and cast it in resin. And actually, he did two of them and made clocks out of Oh, well, one was a clock and one became a pizza tray. But uh, it's it's awesome. And everyone should go check out that video. It looks delicious. Pizza. It looks amazing. And it just turned like, out really good. The thumbnail uh, well, makes one of me them angry. looks one looks better than the other one. I mean, the pepperoni pizza looks a little bit. Eh, I wouldn't eat it because <laughs> resin's not good for you. But the uh, the other one I might. But cool. uh, yeah, I'll definitely go check tonight. that out. It's a uh, it's a good one. I, I've always loved all his stuff. He does a good job. So yeah, that's all I got, man. Cool. Well, hey, uh, this will be our last episode of 2021. Oh right, it's December. Yeah, this has been fun. I hope you have a great Christmas and New Year and uh, looking forward to recording in 2022. Right. Crazy. Yeah. Season two. <laughs> sure. <laughs> we made it. We made it. Call it season two. And yeah, next year will be fun. We'll keep Ooh. this up. All right, man. Have a good one. You too. Thanks, everybody. All right. See you, everyone. Bye.